Hey everybody, it's Ella for my third episode. I'm going to be joined by Allison and she's just going to introduce herself really quickly and we're going to talk about motherhood, pregnancy, and parenting through the pandemic. So it's going to be a really interesting episode. And I'm just going to pass it over to her now to just kind of introduce herself really quickly and then we're going to get started. Okay, I'm Allison and I'm here with Ella. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I became a mom in 2020 right at the start of COVID. I gave birth on Monday and I think the following Sunday everything shut down. Wow. So I had like a five, six day old baby and yeah, the whole world kind of flipped around. So not just my world personally, but yeah. Yeah. Really wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. And right now I am a wedding florist. Uh, my business is named after my daughter from Eden and Company. Um, and yeah, I started that during the, the pandemic as well. And it might just be because I'm a little crazy, but I was, <laughs> you know, it's going well and it seems to be working out. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. All right, so I'm just going to get started with the questions. Um, the first thing that I want to ask you is when you knew that you wanted to be a mom. I feel like this is kind of a funny question, um, only because I think I think my answer is kind of funny. I remember being in high school and I had to do a project for my pals class, believe it or not, and I just told my teacher I wanted to be a mom, <laughs> which I think is so funny for someone... Um, as young as me at that time, like I just said, yeah, I just want to be a good mom. And, you know, he's probably looking for like a career yeah. or, um, you know, something more, a little more ambitious than that. But yeah, I think I always, I think I always knew, but it really came to light. Um, yeah. In high school when I met my husband, um, we kind of wanted the same things. Yeah. So when I met my partner, Hayden, um, I feel like wanting to be a mom became more real because I could see that with him Mm -hmm. um and so we talked about it really early on and yeah it was kind of kind of it from there I knew I wanted to go to college get married have a baby Mm -hmm. and yeah it worked out just like that which which is great yeah, it's really good to hear that it all worked out that way because I know lots of people like make plans and they think it's all going to go like in a specific order or something and then it gets all messed up and confused so it's kind of nice that it all worked out like that um, so my next question for you is, what was it like to be a new mom in the very beginning of the pandemic? Yeah, so being a mom at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I don't think anything can really prepare you for that. Um, in general, motherhood yeah. is not something that I think you can ever truly be prepared for. It's definitely been different than I thought. Um, that being said, the expectations you have definitely never includes a pandemic so it was definitely shocking but I do think there was some good elements about it um you know you could tell people not to come over which was kind of nice when you have a newborn Mm -hmm. there is something really nice about just having like slow newborn days and soaking it all in Mm -hmm. at the same time though I was a super social or I am a super social person and so um yeah, not being able to get out and about and see people like yeah. like I wanted. You kind of have like a vision of what it would be. Um, and that was definitely changed. Um, yeah, and just like I don't think I went out to do groceries for months. Yeah. Because people were like, like my in-laws, they were like, don't go out. Like we'll bring you groceries. Like you have a newborn, stay home. We didn't know how dangerous it was. So everyone was just really, you know treading lightly and um so yeah our groceries would be delivered or my husband would go out um and get them 
And so when I did finally go out to do groceries, I had a newborn and there was arrows on the floor and people wearing masks. And I felt completely overwhelmed. Like, especially when your newborn's crying in the grocery store and you've got your mask falling down and I don't know, it just was like, it just felt like chaos and Mm -hmm. everything's a little bit slower with a newborn. And for some reason, I always felt rushed going in to these places. Yeah. I don't know if other, I think other people felt that way too, kind of just to get in and get out, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to do that with a little baby. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely stressful, but there were times where we'd be in lockdown and we would be like, okay, well, let's just try and make the best of this and enjoy her while she's little. Mm -hmm. Um, we did have to isolate when she was, I think, five five months around that. Yeah. Um, and we actually really enjoyed it. It was kind of nice. Like, we were like, we can just hang out with her, get her into a really good routine. Um, so there was that. But we always did have the worry of, like, I don't know, is she going to be socialized enough? Like, we were mm-hmm. lucky because our nephew was born right at the start of the pandemic as well. And so they got to see each other. And we yeah. we hung out with them a lot. And kept them in our bubble. Um, but as for play dates and mom groups and like things yeah. that I would have loved to do, like mommy and baby yoga or um, I don't know, just play groups, like we never got to do that until really like eight, a year, 18 months. Like I feel yeah. like it took a really long time. Like early years is a great resource and it just opened not that long ago. So she had never been before that. Mm. So yeah, I found that. Yeah, it's just not like me to isolate. And so I found that really hard. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like even with my midwives, I had a, an amazing experience with them. Um, but that experience kind of got cut short, truthfully. Mm. Um, yeah, for, so midwives, you get six weeks postpartum care, which was so crucial for me, just like with, you know, anxiety and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think they maybe did one or two home visits and they were kind of like just calling and saying like so are you good or like yeah. or like do you need us to come and they were telling me at the time that if you were a second time mom they weren't even going to do the visits because oh, well. you were kind of like yeah they're, they're kind of good it, yeah, yeah 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 and if you didn't you would call yeah so I did get a couple of visits because I was a first time mom so that um that helps but at my six week discharge like it was like over the phone Mm. and then it was like okay come in we're gonna see the baby for like five minutes and then you're gonna go it was not what I envisioned at all yeah um yeah and like so much as to like certain things that needed to get done postpartum that they weren't considered essential anymore and so Mm. I didn't get that done like it was just so rushed because I think everyone was scared especially with newborns they're so vulnerable right so yeah it definitely shifted things but I mean, I think it makes you stronger. It was definitely hard. I'm not going to be around the bush. It was hard. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think we're better for it. And I think if we ever have another baby, I will just be like, you know, it'll just be smooth sailing because, or hopefully, right? Because I feel like we did the thick of the newborn and and parenting in a really difficult time for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that is definitely a really, really, like, crazy thing to have to go through. Because you're already, like, not really prepared to be doing what you're doing. And it's kind of yeah. like, okay, it's all going to be a big surprise. And then it's just everything on top of that just being, like, the world is all, like, up in flames right yeah. now, basically. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I guess next, if you have another kid, it's going to be very, like, 
I can really enjoy this stuff extra now because it's like I hope so get to experience <laughs> it for the first time yeah yeah for sure um so my next question is kind of also related to the pandemic yeah, of course. that will move away from the <laughs> more no, like rough okay. stuff but yeah I feel like the pandemic is such a a key part for me so yeah good. yeah um so how did it feel to be opening up your business while also parenting during a lockdown yeah, I, again, I think I might have just been a little bit crazy <laughs> and yeah. looking for something to do that was apart from motherhood. Cause I think, I think it's so, so easy to get lost in your baby and, um, everything that is motherhood. And I still struggle with that. Yeah. Especially um, when there's nowhere to go and nothing to do and yeah, see anybody. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, I was just kind of Mother's Day was coming up and I was like, oh, look, I have this skill. Like, let me just give it a try. And it went really well. And so I thought, okay, I'll just kind of keep going. Like it wasn't actually in my plans to become what it did. So yeah, so it kind of feels like I was thrown into it a little bit. Not that anyone made me do it, but just kind of like, um, okay, now this is what I'm doing, I Mm -hmm. guess. And you know, like, looking for something to do from home with your baby and flexibility, like all of that I feel like is, is the ideal. Right. Yeah. So I kind of just kept going with it, but I definitely (laughs) felt stressed and sometimes like regretful, like of what, like, what am I doing? I remember before certain weddings, I was like, what am I doing? Like, why did I choose this? I have a baby. She's six months old. Mm -hmm. Who thought this was a good idea? (laughs) Um, but also, I again, like, I get pretty bored, and mm-hmm. I am that person who wants to go out and do things and see people, and so it was a way of doing that. So um, it was really stressful. I definitely cried. I definitely said to my husband, Hayden, I was like, what am I doing? I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to stop. Like, um, But also with the nature of the business, it just keeps going into the next year. So, like, brides mm-hmm. for... 2021 would be booking in 2020 and I was like well I guess now I'm just in it I guess I could have said no but I also don't like to do that so yeah um yeah I don't like to feel like I'm letting people down or whatever and I think that's part of parenting too and why that's so difficult but that's a whole nother thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think I think it was for the best because because of COVID so many weddings got changed people were looking for a florist so in that way it kind of worked in my favor. Like it was kind of the perfect time to start. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at the time, but um, I feel like finally we're starting to settle um, and figure things out a little bit more in that regard and finding a better balance. But finding that in the beginning was was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't totally recommend starting a business <laughs> in a pandemic yeah. as with a newborn. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. And I think I want to, like, show Eden and set an example for her, too, that, like, mm-hmm. you can do hard things. And I don't know that women can do hard things. And, mm-hmm. like, just to be resilient and all of that. And so as hard as it was, I feel like, again, it made me stronger. And I think I think she will be better for it when as she grows up and sees that. So mm-hmm. hopefully I can tell her that story one day. And uh, she'll probably think I'm nuts. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Again, it was hard. But... Um, I feel like everything is kind of hopefully winding down in regards to pandemic and business is kind of yeah. having a flow. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely not the <laughs> best idea I ever had, but here <laughs> we are. Out, so. It did work out. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that is like really, really wild because I know I'm also a person who really likes to stay busy and mm-hmm. sometimes I take on too much and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I want to be busy, but not this busy. Yes, I'm very much the same way. And then you get overwhelmed and it's hard to do any of it, I find. Yeah, yeah. And then plus <laughs> parenting, pandemic, like just so many different things added on top of that. But yeah, like he's definitely going to look back at that and be like, oh my God, my mom was like kicking ass. Like, <laughs> hope so. Yeah. Um. So kind of leading into the next thing um Mm -hmm. so what is your favorite thing about being a parent yeah this is hard because I feel like you like it's it's a literally a love like no other but it's also the hardest thing I've ever done so it's like yeah I don't really (laughs) know what else to say like it's it's nothing has ever like pushed me harder and showed me like how much I can stretch Mm-hmm. myself um but also I don't want to be so stretched like you know what I mean like I don't yeah. I yeah it's been really really hard but also really really wonderful um I don't know I guess like for me what came to my mind initially when you asked me that was when you see yourself and your baby I mm-hmm. think that is like the coolest thing and for me um Eden Mm -hmm. she looks like Hayden she looks like her dad but she's just starting to kind of like come into like more my looks and like people are starting to notice her features and I'm starting to see them because at first I was like this baby has red hair she has blue eyes like she like I always felt like walking around with her like people probably don't even think I'm her mom because Mm -hmm. we just don't really look that similar yeah but now I feel like as she's getting into toddlerhood and looking like a kid and like a little girl she yeah, like, people are starting to notice those things, and so when people tell you, like, oh, that was just, like, you as a kid, or, um, oh, yeah, I can totally see that she has your smile or your eyes, or, um, like, I think her hair, now that it's finally come in, um, was my hair as a toddler, and so I think that that is really cool, Mm -hmm. um, and lately, I think the coolest thing, oh, you know, there's the newborn snuggles, and, like, the skin to skin that you love, and that connection, and that bond, but, and that's all like irreplaceable, and I miss that stage so much. Mm. But I think now that she's like in preschool and like is getting a little bit older, I love like her, when she picks up on things that like I've been teaching her or that yeah. um, she sees me do, or um, yeah, like she's just like kind of a little copycat, like little mini me. So like mm-hmm. she wants to brush my hair, and like she like I wash my face, and she watches me do that, and like she'll do it like I'll be like toning my face and she'll grab like a compad and like dab her face (laughs) and like yeah or like an example today in the car um we're having a pushing problem at preschool and Eden is the one who's pushing and (laughs) she doesn't know how to use her words quite yet like she's getting there Mm -hmm. um but you know we're having a little like a little pep talk on the way to preschool I was like okay like if you don't want your friend to come near you or you don't want her or him in your space etc you just have mm-hmm. to say stop please she will stop please and she repeats it and I think that's cool like having these starting to have conversations with her is really cool yeah. um but also just like the fact that you can have like the hardest day with them and then you put them down to sleep and you like automatically miss them and you just want to like go in and lay there and I always check on her at night and like give her a kiss and just you know mm-hmm. like because I miss her and I'm like oh man like it was the hard it was a hard day and it was like really taxing but you just have so much love that like yeah it's indescribable Mm -hmm. so I feel like is that enough thing yeah (laughs) it's amazing Mm -hmm. like overall um but it's also really hard so I don't want 
to sugar or like to, for, I don't want to sugarcoat it too much for people, yeah. but, um, as hard as it is some days, like all of those things definitely outweigh the challenges. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are a few things. Yeah, I feel like whenever I ask, like, somebody who's a parent, like, what do you love about parenting? They're always like, oh, it's, like, the hardest thing ever, but it, everything is, like, just so rewarding that mm-hmm. it kind of outweighs, or, you know, not outweighs, but it, like, makes up for, like, all the hard stuff, right? Yeah. Just because you're, like, seeing this person that, like, you're, like, molding and shaping, like, grow up and, like, see all the little things they do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember seeing, like, Eden and Abe's babies, and then, like, all of a sudden they're, like, walking around and, like, talking, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, we're going to get to see, like, the little personalities form and everything. Like, that stuff's really cool. And they both have really intense personalities, yeah. I think. They're so different. Yep. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's nice to have, like, a cousin your own age, because all my cousins are way older than oh, me. Yeah. So I think that's kind of fun. that they'll get to, like, grow up together and, like, play together and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Um, so my next question um, is, what are some ways that you and your partner work as a team when it comes to parenting? How do we work well as a team? Um, or how do we? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't feel like we do, but um, mostly we do, for sure. The, this, this afternoon, we did not work well as a team out in the <laughs> garden. But um, when it comes to parenting, I feel, like, I feel like I'm also really lucky. Hayden's like a really amazing dad, so it is good in that sense. Um, I guess in the beginning... Um, you need to lean on your partner the most, Mm -hmm. um, because you're sore and it's all fresh and new and it's a different dynamic. And like, I remember at the beginning, can I say that I was just like a milk machine? Like I just (laughs) like was feeding constantly, Eden was such a cluster feeder. Um, and so that was really taxing. So at the beginning when I was sore and like freshly postpartum and like learning to nurse, Hayden would basically like get up, make breakfast, kind of take care of all the house stuff. And I would just kind of focus on Eden. Um, and even in the middle of the night, at the beginning, you have to get up every two hours to feed. Jeez. Yeah. And it goes by really quick, but it's definitely a blur. Like it yeah. do, you, do, you don't even really remember that, which is kind of sad because they're like the most precious moments, but mm-hmm. you're kind of just surviving at that yeah, point. Like <laughs> yeah. In the, in the beginning, when you're getting up every two hours, you really, really need to lean on your partner. Um, and you get so thirsty when you're nursing, which is something that you don't really expect. But um, I, I knew because my friend had warned me. But anyways, Hayden would be like on water duty. And we'd get up in the middle of the night and I would nurse and literally be half asleep and just holding Eden and <laughs> getting her... Um, to eat and then usually Hayden would like change her bum mm-hmm. and then I'd put her back down um so we kind of tag teamed the night shifts mm-hmm. in theory in hindsight maybe that wasn't a good idea because we were both tired every oh, day yeah. you know but um the good thing about that was that we could just sleep in and and Eden slept so much and would go right to sleep after a feed so mm-hmm. some days like I wouldn't get up until like 11 but I had been up all night with yeah. her right so um, those were kind of nice, like slow mornings and Hayden would make breakfast and and everything. Um, and then, I don't know, I guess as, as she gets older and like a little bit more, you know, mobile, mm-hmm. um, specifically now, it's kind of just, I think, all about communicating with your partner and telling, telling them exactly what you need. I think I really struggled with that and I think that is part of the reason 
I struggled with postpartum Mm -hmm. as because I didn't ask for help or communicate what I needed. And so now I'm still practicing that. And like, if I need like a minute, it's like, can you please go take her for a walk, go Mm -hmm. outside, go for a drive. Like I just need to have time and space. Um, Or like, yeah, same with like taking a shower and things like that. Like it's, I'm still learning how to do it, but just Mm -hmm. kind of asking and communicating exactly what you need. Um, but like a good example of just like our routine and like how we act as a, as a team, um, would be dinner time. Cause dinner time is so mm-hmm. crazy for some reason, even with one baby, I'm like, I don't know. It's just like strange time of the night. Like she's hungry. She's a little bit tired, like kind of getting to the end of her rope. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to cook. I'm trying to talk to Hayden, which there's no point in doing because Eden is like extremely loud and, and chatty. And mm-hmm. a lot of the time she wants me to pick her up. Um, and she's like at my legs. So dinner time is crazy. So we kind of have a good routine with that. Usually I'll make dinner or one of us will make dinner. And then, um, the other one will kind of tend to eat in, we'll eat. And then, um, yeah, when she was littler, but now too, like I'll do bath time and like hang out with her, get her dressed into her sleeper and Hayden will clean the kitchen. And so like, once she is down for bed, then the house is like somewhat put together and we can Mm kind of just sit and chill um yeah so that is a really good example of kind of like acting as a team um yeah it's it's hard and some days we do a better job of it than others but um yeah I just think I think that's probably the best example that we're like really good at is is dinner time because Mm -hmm. it's it's crucial um but like another example I guess is putting her down for bed she's I don't know if it's because she's a pandemic baby or because she was nursed for two years or what it is but like lately she's been like such a mommy's girl mm-hmm. um and at bedtime she like like no one else will do except mm-hmm. for me um and so yeah like practicing like Hayden practicing putting her down is kind of stressful for him because she is not happy about it and she just wants me. And if I hear that, then it's like, I feel guilty and I want to go in. Mm -hmm. So the other night we tried to do it together. So like I went in and held her and like let Hayden sit in Mm -hmm. the room and, and like hold her hand or whatever, just so that he was present and like, it's not unusual for her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like sometimes she's great with him and sometimes she's not, but Mm -hmm. like it can get really heavy if you're the one doing nap every day in bed every day. And so yeah. Yeah. So trying to like take turns with that. Um, but when she doesn't let him, then I try to just bring him in and it worked okay. Like he ended up actually putting her down like once, like I went in and comforted her. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, again, I think sometimes it's, it's easier than others. But yeah, I think it's important. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And again, I think I already said it, but just communicate with your partner, ask for help be honest because I think I didn't do that at first and mm-hmm. I think I really paid for it so um yeah definitely crucial mm-hmm. so yeah I always find asking for help really really challenging especially because I'm one of those people who's like more independent too and I'm always like mm-hmm. I need to do everything for myself or it's just easier if I don't ask and just do it right yeah. Um, and then you kind of get so overwhelmed that it's like by the time you really want to ask for help you're like snapping and I find it's really hard to like I don't know, get yourself used to being able to ask before you're at that, like, breaking point. I feel like we're the same. 
yeah. have to say. Yes. Yeah. A lot of ways. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely in that way. I learned about myself in pregnancy, and not pregnancy, sorry, postpartum, is that I have a lot of pride that I didn't mm-hmm. know I had. Yep. And be like, no, it's my baby. I should know how to do this. Like, I'm doing it. And it is sometimes, it feels easier to do it yourself than ask me for help. And I remember a couple times very vividly, it was like, I was asking for help way too late. Like, I was like, full panic, mm-hmm. full anxiety, like... I need someone here right now and yep. they couldn't get there. And it's like, yeah, either whether, whether it's your partner or your mom or a friend, like I think doing your best to like be proactive about that is super yep. important. Cause I was not, I was like, okay, now I'm in full blown crazy mode <laughs> yeah. and I can't do this. Yep. And someone needs to help me. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is kind of related, but not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is something about motherhood that really surprised you? Mm. I think I thought I was going to be way more of a natural at being a mom than I am. And I I think I do have like a maternal instinct, Mm. Um, but it's still not completely um, natural. Like I feel like, yeah, your whole world gets flipped upside down and it's way more of a shift than I think I could have ever expected. And Mm. Sometimes I even still, you know, as a toddler, I'm like, I don't know, like, what to do, like, while she's yeah. having a temper tantrum. Like, I, and, and maybe you think it should be natural, but you're just learning, like, yeah, just like they are. <laughs> no, and I think um, you have to remember, like, your baby is learning about you and about the world and you're learning about them like really you don't actually know each other you're two like totally different people and and you're like trying to find a groove together um but I'll be honest like in some of the really hard times like yeah like postpartum anxiety and a little bit of depression like I would be like man I just thought motherhood was gonna be like so joyful all the time and like it would just be me and my baby and we'd be just like happy hanging out and then it was like shit like this is actually really really hard and like it kind of I almost felt like kind of disappointed at certain points because it was like man like I'm not as good as at this as I thought this isn't happy-go-lucky all the time and I think that there's like a little bit of grief around that trying to be like okay this isn't sunshine and rainbows constantly even though I want it to be and then there's Mm -hmm. guilt associated with that and so I think um that was like a huge thing and it's it's yeah I think that's definitely unexpected like you just think you're gonna have this like cute good smelling like fresh little newborn and and yeah there is that for sure but there also is like okay I'm not quite like getting my step or catching my step and I'm still trying to figure this out um but also there's just like google right and there's just like (laughs) so much stuff on there that like there's like it's actually I feel like a science like mm-hmm. some of the things like um Eden was a colicky baby and that shocked me I just mm-hmm. yeah that really threw me for a loop it was really stressful yeah. um and she like I think she must have been like two or three months and like I don't know for some reason it just hit me like maybe she needs to go to sleep like maybe she's tired like I just for some reason thought she would just fall asleep when she was tired and I think some babies do but Eden's is not that type of baby and I mean I'm sure you've been at like Heidi and Paul's where like I'm trying to put Eden down and it's not going well I don't know if you have but um there's been times where maybe yeah no okay you might remember it's pretty Mm -hmm. she's pretty loud and it's pretty crazy but yeah like I remember like 
she just isn't the type of kid who will just sleep anywhere or like who will just fall asleep when she's tired like she needs yeah. like her environment and like she needs to be in her bed and I didn't think that and so when I have this cocky baby who's miserable like I remember I remember noticing like she was happy after we went for a car ride and it's because she fell asleep in the car uh. and I remember putting it together like maybe she needs to have a nap like maybe mm-hmm. that and then you start googling it and you're like oh, there's actually a science behind this and, like, a baby should only be awake for this amount of time before they go down for a sleep. And, like, Mm. the whole, the internet world of motherhood is definitely unexpected. Um, And once you kind of are in it, you start getting down that. And and you have to be careful. But there's definitely some helpful things. And her going to sleep and learning about what that looks like was a game changer. And even still, when she is overtired, you know it. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Yeah, I think I think that was definitely unexpected. But mostly I think just I don't know, that it's just not always pleasant like you might think. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty common cuz I think that like people kind of expect like oh the natural progression of life is like Mm -hmm. you go to school and you get your job Mm -hmm. and you get married and you have kids and it's all just like Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to do so it must be really natural and easy right and like people don't really share like about all the like the bad struggles having like oh look at my nice my picture of me my baby like we're having such a great time right And they don't really talk about like i'm like struggling yeah and then there's like the kind of guilt associated with that like what's wrong with me like am i doing this wrong was i not cut out for this and that kind of thing oh yeah i've asked myself that before Mm -hmm. yeah totally yeah so I guess this question is kind of related to that. So it's, what is something about motherhood or pregnancy that you wished you had known ahead of time? So for this next part, I'm just including a little trigger warning because we will be talking about um, miscarriage and pregnancy loss. So if you are not comfortable with hearing about that, um, then this would be a good time to pause the episode. Um, yeah, so, and if you are going to continue listening, just, you know, if you don't, feel comfortable at any point, feel free to stop and take a breather um, and just be sure to take care of yourself. Um, so besides like, you know, the fact that it's not always sunshine um, when it comes to actually parenting mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like that it might take you a while to like get your groove um, and the groove changes a lot. Like as soon as you yeah. think you have it with a baby, it's they're they're changing and they're growing and it's like a whole and then you're learning like about a new baby kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, um, I feel like that is huge. Um, but then I think, I think in regards to pregnancy, I think, and, um, yeah, I guess it's a little hard to talk about, but I'm also really open. So I guess I'll just put it out there too. Like if anyone is listening to this and wants to talk with me and message me, um, feel free. I'm super open and here to help. Um, but I don't think that we realize that pregnancy doesn't always equal baby. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that came to light, again, in the midst of the pandemic while I was parenting Eden when we had a pregnancy loss. Um, so that was last June already. Um, and then we had like, we had two recurring ones after that. Mm. So um, yeah, that was a huge shock. And I never thought I would be a person who... Um, would be going through that like I have friends family who have gone through this path of infertility and like Mm. miscarriage and um with Eden I had this like unexpected pregnancy like we were like yeah maybe we'll try and we just Mm. got pregnant um and then like a perfect pregnancy a perfect labor like it was um 
yeah, very typical, like, yeah. So, um, like, I mean, other than morning sickness, I mean, which is a good sign, mm-hmm. um, that things are developing, everything else was, was great. Um, and then when we got pregnant with our second baby, I, n- again, never thought that we would be going down that path. Right. So yeah. we just thought, okay, another baby, baby equals, or pregnancy equals baby. Here we go. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then in June, 2021, it just came to like a halt and our world has just been, um, totally shifted since then um and I think that it's really hard to talk about and I think that people should be talking more about it because it can happen to anyone unfortunately and Mm -hmm. of course we like pray it never does but um yeah I think I mean I knew a little bit about it but I didn't know like the magnitude of it until it happened to me Mm -hmm. um and then parenting during that is is really really challenging Um, and I know lots of people who have had losses and like have gone through infertility and never had a baby. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's like a grief around that. And it's Mm -hmm. totally different than the grief that you might feel while you're, and they're both valid, Yeah. but like, they're just, it's just like a different dynamic. Like you kind of have to like bounce back per se, or, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like parent in the midst of this, like heavy, heavy loss. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like for us, like having Eden was it was helpful, but it was also like a reminder of like what you could, um, what we missed out on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think whether it's, you know, pregnancy loss or infertility, I think, I think that that has been really, really eye opening in our journey. Um, and a lot of people struggle with it. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, there's no shame in talking about it. And I think, Again, if anyone ever wants to, feel free to message me. Um, it's hard to talk about. So mm-hmm. I will say, though, like, I, I'm, I was pretty open about it on Instagram, and I had a bunch of people message me who were like, oh, I had one too, and, um, yeah, I've been trying for this many years, or, um, wow. yeah, and people who I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And so, or I didn't even know that had one, right? So yeah. it's, it's tough, but... Um, yeah, other than and than that, I think just how in, intense like postpartum can be and all of that and that's like such a vulnerable time and it's super hard and I mean having a pregnancy loss did not help. Yeah. with that situation. Mm-hmm. Um but I think yeah, whether it's infertility, pregnancy loss, postpartum, depression, whatever, like reach out for help, don't be afraid to talk about it. It's super common. Um, and I think a lot of that is something I didn't expect. You, you learn things about yourself because you're pushed so far to your limit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's lots of different elements. I could talk all day. I'm very passionate about it. (laughs) Um, but again, yeah, reach out. Um, and I don't want to scare anyone either. So, um, don't ever think that that's what I'm trying to do because, you know, better to to know these things and be prepared so it's not such a shock right yeah but it's interesting because with Eden like I very much had the concept of like I knew people who had it but I was like oh that would never be me like Mm -hmm. I'm not the type of person who like wants to live in fear or like you know not celebrate something or share something because I'm afraid of what might happen and I think like going into future pregnancies and um it's really I think it'll be really hard not to do that but I'm going to do my best not to and try and just enjoy um, 
all that comes with it. So, um, yeah, try not to live in fear if, if you're expecting or if you want to have kids one day, mm-hmm. um, cause it might not happen to you, but if it does, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like I remember seeing your post about it and seeing that it was the statistic is one in four women have miscarriages. And I was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, like that's very, very common. 25%. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not a small number. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that's not really like taught in school or discussed very mm-hmm. much. Like you kind of learn about like pregnancy and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but it's not really, um, something that's discussed and it's even kind of like stigmatized a little mm-hmm. bit. So yeah. I think one in four is like not like if you have four pregnancies, only one will resolve. It's like one in four pregnant women. So okay. like I had two in a row. And so like my statistic was 25% every pregnancy. Okay. So and I think it goes up with like the more losses you have. Um, I don't know exactly what that number is, but um, yeah. So it's, it's not a small number, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think people should talk about it. Yeah, like, and again, not to scare anybody, but just yeah. to, like, you know. Of course. These things aren't really talked about enough. I think a lot of, like, motherhood and parenting is really, like, oh, it's all, like, great and yeah. easy and yeah. you're going to love every second and it's going to be the best thing. But it's, you know, it does come with challenges and it's better to be prepared and, like, know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. ahead of time so it's not such, like, a jarring shock if it does happen to you and then you feel like, oh, my gosh, this isn't normal, right? Yeah. And for me, with the first loss, it was a huge shock. Like, I felt... I was over 12 weeks, so I felt, like, completely shook by it. Like, I was Mm -hmm. like, what? Like, because you just don't expect. You're like, okay, I'm in the safe zone. Like, and I never, like, didn't tell people. Like, I was super open. So it was like, I just didn't have that thought in my mind. Like, I just didn't think it could. And I I, I truly don't think you ever do think it can happen to you until it does. But, um, yeah, I, I just... Yeah, I, I think it should be destigmatized, and I think that um, there's a guilt associated with it too. Like as a mom, you're like, "What did I do? Mm-hmm. Should I do this differently?" Or like, honestly, like to be honest, that second pregnancy we didn't plan, and mm-hmm. so it was like in my brain, I was a little overwhelmed at first. I yeah. was like, "Oh shit!" Like now we're having two; they're gonna be both under two. Like I was struggling with postpartum, so I was like, "Is this?" a good idea like I don't know how I'm gonna handle this um and yeah there was a time where we didn't feel completely supported um so I thought even yeah how am I gonna handle too like Hayden does shift work like there was just a lot you felt I felt super overwhelmed and so when we did have the loss it was like damn like did I like kind of bring this on myself? And like, I know that that's not true at I know, the end of the day. The, just the thoughts that come up in your head when something bad like that happens. Ugh, it's yeah. just like every little thing. Yeah. And so I think like if it, this has happened to you, like please don't feel guilty. Like, um, yeah. And, and like, I mean, we're continuing on and doing tests and like, it's all so far unexplained. Like everything mm. for me is checking out. So, um, like even at my ultrasound, they were like, yeah, everything looks good. Like, so it, it just is very, um, Sometimes it just happens, unfortunately, and there's no explanation. And that's hard to accept, but yeah. it's nice knowing that, like, there's nothing I could have done differently, yeah. right? It wasn't me. It wasn't my body. Like, it wasn't because I was overwhelmed or that I was like, oh, is this too soon? Like, it wasn't anything to do with me. Yeah. And I think I think we all have to remember that, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so just to kind of wrap up, this is my last mm-hmm. question. Yeah. It's sort of two questions that are related. Um, so what is the best piece of parenting advice someone gave you, and what is the best piece of advice you would have for other would-be parents who might be listening? 
Um, I think there's a lot of advice out there, so you have to be very yep. careful. <laughs> um, good and bad. Um, and again, like the Instagram, the internet world can really suck you in. So again, mm-hmm. you have to like tread lightly around that. But um, I think just... I think being like just true to you and doing what's best for you. Like, I think, I think to remind yourself that it's hard for everyone. I think, I think her name is Jessica and she's on our mama village on Instagram. Mm. Um, she is great. And she discusses like gentle parenting, which is a technique and, um, really normalizes a lot of things. And something that she said was, um, if this feels hard, it's because it is hard, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're not alone in this and it's challenging. Like, you know, these little humans are relying on you fully, especially like, I mean, regardless, but you know, like we're feeding them, we're bathing them, we're we're literally responsible for every single thing and they rely on you for emotional things. And so it's challenging and it's not because it's you or because you're bad at it. It's because it's hard. And that's just the bottom line. I think at the end of the day, if you can remember that and give yourself some grace, um, I think that goes a really long way. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, I don't know, like, I think something that she talks about too, that I really love is like, you know, if, if you lose your cool or you mess up or you don't like the way you handled something like you can always, it's not about being perfect, right? It's more mm-hmm. about like approaching the situation and being like, okay, like I'm sorry. And getting into that habit of like starting over and like making it better, um, being open with your kids. And like, I practice that with Eden and she's only two, but um, it's just like a good habit, I think, to get into of reminding yourself that you can start again every day and not even every morning, like mm-hmm. every minute, right? Yeah. Like if you mess up, you can be like, okay, like, I didn't like the way I said that. Like, let's take a second. Let me breathe. And coming back and being like, okay, like, let's start over. We got this. And so I guess just, like, giving yourself grace and remembering that it's hard for everyone and that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everything else, I think, is, like, really personal, like, in the sense of, like, how you how you feed, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, how, what diapers you use. Like, whatever, right? Like, everyone wants to tell you. Yeah, like, everybody's got their own two cents. And there's just so much difference, like, culturally and everything, too. Yeah. Like people are trying to enforce it the one way. Yeah. But it's, like, there's, there isn't just one way to do things. Yeah. As long as you're not, like, harming your child right. physically or, like, right. m- mentally, emotionally. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's different ways to do things. Yes, totally. And I think, like, finding what works for you and, like, what, I don't want to say speaks to you, but, like, what feels right for you. I remember, like, <laughs> our neighbor came over the one day and we were... Eden was in the middle of a sleep regression and I was like in there rocking her for Mm -hmm. like an hour and she would scream and people, um, again, this is no shade to anyone who does this method, but I'm just going to say like, for me, I didn't choose cried out and my neighbor was like, what the hell? Like, girl, you need to let her cry. Like, how long do you leave her? And I was like, I don't. And she was like, well, you have to leave her for a while. Like eventually she'll give up and you know, like, I think that works for some people and for some kids, but for us, it just never felt quite like what I wanted to do like Mm -hmm. it wasn't true to me and I think with my postpartum anxiety like hearing her scream was like like really really like Like jarring yes really affected that and made everything worse and would cause me like a rage like postpartum rage is like a whole thing too that Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I had in me (laughs) and it's not something I'm proud of or like want to talk about but again I remember feeling like why do I have this inside of me and then you google it it's like oh this is normal like it's an actual symptom that so many moms 
deal with that mm. I thought I was alone and crazy. But, um, yeah. So I remember my neighbor being like, oh, girl, like, you have to let her cry. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wanted to cry because I was like, mm. what are you, like, okay, I guess I'm doing it all wrong. Like, yeah, like, that's just. But it's maybe right for her. Mm-hmm. right or or how she grew up or what she wanted with with her kids and that's totally fine just for us especially at that time it wasn't necessary and wasn't um what we were doing mm-hmm. um and so yeah like you have that type of advice right where people want to like yeah. like girl let her cry like get these diapers like this type of formula like these type of bottles like even down to like the type of like soothers and it's like super overwhelming and like it's really petty at the end of the day like Mm -hmm. I think you have to just do what's best for you and remind yourself that it's hard it feels hard because it is give yourself grace and the other stuff will just come Mm -hmm. I swear it does but anyways yeah yeah I think that is really good advice like just not not too much like in your face like do the specific thing but it's just knowing that you don't need to do anything mm-hmm. like that specific it's more like what feels comfortable with you and your kid because yeah. everybody is different you're raised differently yeah and that's kind of projects on how you want to raise your kid yeah and everything like that yeah so yeah I think that was a good way to wrap it up cool well thank you yeah thank you so much for coming on yeah I was happy to my first podcast ever so yeah let me know how I did <laughs> and maybe I'll come back with Emily yeah, I do want to try to have two. Emily on do a motherhood part two. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, see you soon. Bye.